Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 229 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this week, Richard? Hey, Seth. I'm back, hopefully with the correct microphone this week. For some, you, you sound good to me. <laughs> you, I sounded good to you last week too because uh, I was wearing my headset. Discord was using my headset, but the local recording, which we use for the podcast, was using my laptop microphone. So oh. <laughs> uh, awkward. But uh, hopefully, we have it straightened out just in time for Corset 2020 previews. Oh yeah, we have plenty of new cards to talk about. But before that, we also have Krim. How's it going today, Krim? Hey, Seth. It's going well. Pretty excited for all the things we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so we have a lot of spoilers. Apparently, uh, apart from the three random Chandras we got, like, almost a week ago now, apparently we're doing this whole spoiler season in about one week. I think it's going till next Monday. So that means even though it's day one of spoiler season, we have like a million cards to talk about it. So that is kind of uh, plan A for the podcast, talking about sweet new Corset 2020 cards. And then uh, if we have time, might talk a little bit about Mythic Championship 3 that is happening this weekend out in Las Vegas, and then wrap things up, of course, with your fish mail. But let's start with the fun stuff, which is new magic card. So, Richard, why don't you uh, guide us through some spoilers from Corset 2020? All right. Corset 2020, M20, releases July 12th. So, in uh, just about a month from now, we we got a bunch of spoilers, or I guess three to be exact, last week, and then today, Monday, is when preview season starts in earnest. So, uh, we kicked things off with I guess the coming of age of Chandra, where we have three Planeswalker Chandra cards at Uncommon, Rare, and Mythic. And, uh, you know, we, we had questions, would they continue with the Uncommon Planeswalkers? And uh, the answer is yes, and not only that, but our Chandra has a plus one ability. So, Chandra, Novice Pyromancer, Uncommon, three in a red, five starting loyalty. Plus one, elementals you control get plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Minus one, add red, red, minus two, Chandra deals two damage to any target. I mean, I think you kind of hit on the big deal. I think uh, the card itself, eh, it's an uncommon planeswalker. It's probably cool if you're playing like elemental tribal casually. I don't think it's really a real competitor for like standard, but uh, I kind of thought that Planeswalkers and Uncommon was just a War of the Spark thing. So I think that, for me, is the biggest takeaway, that Wizards is apparently okay with continuing, at least in some cases. They did say this is the only Uncommon Planeswalker in the set. They're not doing this for all the Planeswalkers in the set or anything. But they are okay with printing Uncommon Planeswalkers and giving them plus abilities. So kind of groundbreaking, even though I don't think the card itself is uh, something that's really going to see heavy play. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like... Like, this card's, like, cool, like, art-wise, everything, but, like, I don't think it's really that good either. <laughs> I mean, it ramps, deals two damage, it synergizes with your <laughs> other Chandra. <laughs> For four mana. Right. next Chandra. We're, we're going to the rare Chandra, who, like, got cheaper, right? Like, this is not mana efficient, like, four mana, five loyalty, whatever. We're going down to three mana Planeswalker. Chandra, Acolyte of Flame... Four starting loyalty, zero, put a loyalty counter on each red planeswalker you control, zero, create two one one red elemental creature tokens, they gain haste, sacrifice them at the end of the next, uh, beginning of the next end step, minus two, you may cast, target instant or sorcery with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard, if that card would be put in your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. This one's sweet. I, I really like Chandra Accolade of Flame. I think, 
I mostly like it because it's a really unique planeswalker. It's very much not like the normal uh, planeswalker archetype, so I, I am concerned that it doesn't really protect itself. <laughs> For some reason, the rare Chandra is the one that can't actually gain loyalty, which is a little bit awkward. The tokens it makes can't stick around on defense, so they're just like purely attackers, although I guess they're kind of cute with uncommon Chandra if you make them into like three ones and get in there. That's kind of kind of fun. Uh, but I think that the negative two ability is really strong. Like, it's kind of a double snapcaster almost. Like, if you consider, especially in a format like modern, like, you're flashing back cheap spells with snapcaster anyway. You're usually going to be casting things that are CM3, 3 or less. This is just two snapcaster activations, and that doesn't even include Plague in, like, some sort of mono-red Planeswalker tribal, like with Sarkin, where the zero to, like, buff the loyalty on your Planeswalkers is uh, pretty powerful. So I think this card's actually pretty neat, especially for the negative two. You have to pay for the negative two, right? You do have to, just like Snapcaster, basically. Yep. Think of it like a Snapcaster. You'd have to pay the mana cost for the spell. But... Wait, does the first zero oh, put a counter on itself? It does, right? Yeah. So I guess it kind of so does. The, the zero is like a plus one because she adds a counter to herself. And I don't know if I said three one elementals, but they're one one elementals. Yeah. You were you they're were like thinking weak. there was a Chandra Nova's Pyromancer already on the battlefield. I, I was thinking they're like yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're already ready to play. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that curve. <laughs> I I think the Chandra kind of sucks. I don't I don't want three mana sorcery speed Snapcaster that doesn't protect yourself and makes really weak one ones <laughs> like. Like, that's zero, like, yeah, you get in for two damage if they're wide open, right? So you really need to use that first ability to pump your other Planeswalkers, but I don't know what you're doing with, like, you're curving out with Planeswalkers that don't protect themselves, and then you're trying to pump them up, so I, I actually like the uncommon one better than the rare one. Oh, like, what do you do with I, this? I, I think the rare the rare one's decent, right? Like, out of the sideboard or something of red deck, maybe? The other the other thing it can kind of do is the the zero ability. The first one does kind of line up well with certain planeswalkers, like uh, Chandra Torture Defiance comes in, in at four, and you're trying to get her to seven for the ultimate. So if you can like have this Chandra on the battlefield, play Torture Defiance plus Torture Defiance, zero Accolade of Flame. Next turn, zero Accolade of Flame, ultimate Torture <laughs> Defiance. Like that, it speeds up your <laughs> ultimate clock. Or like Koth is similar, where it starts at three and goes to five. So maybe okay. there's some shenanigans. With so if you have a Planeswalker, you're winning already. <laughs> you can play this win more card. <laughs> uh, I just like ultimating Planeswalkers. What can I say? Uh, okay, here, here's here's the thing. This is like the first Planeswalker we've seen, I guess, that uh, sucks with doubling season. <laughs> <laughs> Think Not of all true. your Snapcasters. <laughs> you can alt immediately. <laughs> Even without yeah. doubling season. Yeah. It's minus two. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving on to my favorite Chandra, Chandra Awakened Inferno, four red red, six loyalty, this spell can't be countered, plus two, each opponent gets an emblem at the beginning of your upkeep, the emblem deals one damage to you, minus three, Chandra deals three damage to each non-elemental creature, minus X, Chandra deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker, if a permanent deals damage this way, would die this turn, exile it instead. Card is busted. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so it can't be countered, and then it gives you an emblem <laughs> as a plus one that pings you. Uh, so really, really no interaction here if you want a dirtle. You're going to get a clock placed on you. Yeah, I I really hope they add Emblem Hate eventually. Like, that's the thing that annoys me most about this card is uh, it's a very aggressive emblem. Usually, like, emblems are not too problematic because you actually have to ultimate your Planeswalker to get one. But this just comes down and goes up to eight loyalty and gives you that emblem. It's going to survive most likely because eight loyalty is a ton. You're getting in, like, the... Ugin, uh, Karn Liberated range, where you have these expensive Planeswalkers that just, they're so hard to actually beat down with creatures because their loyalty is so high. Uh, this seems like a very strong control finisher, at least in standard, and I don't think it's impossible that even, like, Jeskai Control in Modern could play this as a control finisher. It's it's just, yeah, like, it's absurd that these emblems will stack. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll plus. I mean, you're most likely getting two emblems on you unless you immediately kill this, right? Because it comes down, you get an emblem, and then it's at eight loyalty. Like, good luck attacking with creatures, like, to kill this. And if you have creatures, <laughs> Chandra can just wrath, right? Or can just kill yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, it, we were talking about Acolyte of Flame not protecting itself. This Chandra, oh boy, it protects itself from everything. Like, if your opponent's going wide, the negative three takes care of that. If your opponent has a big creature, the negative X can probably take care of it. I guess, like, unless you're up against Elemental Tribal, then you might be uh, in some trouble. But otherwise, this Chandra, very good at protecting yourself. And while it's not super fast, the emblem is a very guaranteed win. Like, if you can survive for several turns, that is going to win the game. <laughs> 20 turns. <laughs> well, you get more than one eventually but (laughs) (laughs) all right all right how about if you had a chandra's regulator it's one in a red when you activate a loyalty ability of a chandra planeswalker you may pay one if you do copy that ability you may choose new targets for the copy pay one discard a mountain card or a red card draw card legendary artifact uh well the the first ability is not not what I'm really looking into. <laughs> the the second ability, eh? Once again, something you could use when you're flooding out in red. It's just a like a yeah, loot, right? It, exactly. I you mean, turn yeah. your dead mountains into like a potentially better card, and you can also <laughs> or or red card. Yeah. So as long as it's red, like lava coils against I don't know super friends decks. Turn that into something else. Who knows? I mean, I think, but you can get two emblems. It's just oh. so narrow. Yeah, it's like, very I, narrow. I think it's powerful, but you really need to be close to mono red to make the rummaging effect work, and you've really got to be like close to Chandra Tribal, I think, to make the Chandra text work. So I think it could be powerful in a very specific deck, but you got to be really focused on the things that Chandra's regulator cares about to actually make the card. I think worth playing. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sold on the just playing it for the rummaging effect in a red deck. Maybe out of the sideboard, I guess, if you're really concerned uh, about, like, flooding out or something. So, I don't know. I think Chandra Tribal is going to be fun, and people are going to try it, and it's going to be, like, a cool against-the-odds deck, but uh, I don't know. I'm not sold on regulator. All right, check this. It's a legendary artifact, right? So, if you draw duplicates, it's bad, but you can loot it to itself. Mm. 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 Lose that seems like Remember the time when Chandras were bad? That that <laughs> sounds like the Tibble argument. Like, oh, it's <laughs> you can discard other copies to itself. It's great. <laughs> hey, Tibble's good you, you now. You can draw your Chandra novice pyromancer and then loot herself away cuz you don't want <laughs> so, it. So, <laughs> I got to ask you guys, what do you think before we move on to other non-Chandra cards? What do you think about the idea of this? Showing one Planeswalker growing up or whatever, evolving. Uh, what do you think of, like, just this idea in general? Is this something you think is good? Would you like to see it in future sets with other Planeswalkers? I mean, from what we've seen so far, this is a Chandra set. And we've had, like, Facewalkers before that are the focus on the set. And maybe have an extra card that adds to it. But we have, like, seven or eight Chandra cards in the set. Chandra's Spitfire, Chandra's Embercat, Chandra's Regulator, three Chandras. And this is just day one of spoilers. So what do you think of a set so heavily focused on a single Planeswalker character? I think it's interesting. I like I like this so far. Uh, but... I don't know, maybe I'm the ideal market, but they, they want to send this, because I think Planeswalkers are sweet, and I'm still not tired of Planeswalkers, so... <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I, I like that it's a Chandra-themed set. I I, I would have wished I knew it was a Chandra-themed set, <laughs> right? But uh, I, I like it, because you, you get to see Chandra with, like, different abilities, and, you know, there's supposed to be a power progression here as she gets more mythic-y and, you know, better and... I like it. I I would like at least like the non-sparked version, like the one-drop Chandra as a creature in here as well, just just to finish this off. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd fight with it. it. It's different. It's unique. 
Uh, I probably wouldn't want to do every set, but I think it's cool to have a set that's kind of, like, focused on one character. And core sets are a good home for that, because you don't have as many, like, story restrictions or whatever. Also interesting that we just like what a week ago or so got the news about the netflix show which had chandra in the like one bit of art that they put out to promote the show so do you think it's tied to that do you think they're like looking ahead to the netflix show and trying to like boost chandra because she's going to be one of the main characters in it avatar awakened inferno It's just they're planeswalkers. We're going to see lots of planeswalkers in their sets and then in their in the movie. Movie, yeah. Oh yeah. Or not <laughs> well, movie? Netflix. Show. Let's uh, let's talk about some non Chandra cards. We've been focused on Chandra so far, but there are a lot of sweet cards in this set. So, all right. How about an Ajani? Ajani Strength of Pride, two white white, five starting loyalty. When you gain life or plus one, you gain life equal to the number of creatures you control plus the number of planeswalkers you control, minus to create a 2-2 white cat soldier token that's named a Johnny's Pride Mate with whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on a Johnny's Pride Mate. Zero. If you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, exile a Johnny's Strength of Pride and each artifact and creature your opponents control. <laughs> I gotta say, I think... Outside of Wizards itself, Magic Arena has done more for a Johnny's Pride Mate than probably any any card in Magic. Like, I kind of had forgotten about that card, and then it was like an intro deck, then it's reprinted, and now we have a Planeswalker that makes a Johnny's Pride Mate, so I think this card's kind of cool. I mean, life gain is a fun theme, especially with new players, with casual players, and this seems like a perfect Planeswalker if you want to build some sort of, like, white-black life gain deck. Is it gonna, like, be a top-tier standard deck? I don't... Maybe? Like, we'll see what support cards we get, but I think this is gonna be a popular Planeswalker. It's got cats, it's got a life gain theme, it's really cool, so I expect this to be at least a casual hit. Yeah, I I don't think I'm playing this in standard. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I... Like, is there even enough life? What, what life gain is there in standard? I mean, yeah, uh, you plus you plus one a Johnny. <laughs> That's the life yeah, gain. Yeah, but I don't know. If I really like that plus one to be honest. On its I, own, <laughs> like it's just like cool. I can gain life equal to my creatures and planeswalkers. But uh, I, I like I mean, the, the zero. I think the zero is pretty cool. Yeah, it takes zero is like impossible. <laughs> it takes some life gain to get there, but if you're you, you need a life linker, a big life linker to actually do this, probably. I think this is a card. We kind of got to wait and see what we get, like what standards going to look like after rotation. I don't think we have enough pieces right now, but we probably will get more support pieces. And the negative two is powerful. Like you make two two twos that are probably going to grow much bigger. Like Johnny's Pride Me is a powerful card in the decks that are built around it, so eh, we'll see. I think I'm waiting to <laughs> see for the support cards. On turn four. Loses to Tybalt, feels bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess turn four is, that is a question. You can potentially gain a lot of life with the plus one ability, like maybe four or five life in a chunk, and the cat does protect, the pride mate does protect a Johnny to some extent, so maybe? <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's a little too slow. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed because it's four mana Mythic Ajani, and then has and then this happened. Like <laughs> Ajani Vengeant and like what Pride Mate or what not Ajani uh, Vengeant and the Hero Caller or whatever are those like the two only good yeah mentor. mentor heroes? Those are like the actual Johnnies that got played, right? Mm. Oh no! Oh wait, Adversary of Tyrant. Oh, oh yeah. Ad- well, okay, but I mean, like, I-, I feel like Adversary of Tyrants is just like kind of super. Like it, it, it got played in some small pockets. That's about it. It's more a sideboard card, I yeah. think. Like you bring it in against control. A uh, mentor of heroes, mm-hmm. I think, saw really fringe play. Uh, the new Johnny hasn't really seen play hardly at all. A uh, great heart. So, yeah, I guess the Johnnies are a little hit and miss uh, historically in terms <laughs> yeah. of playability. Historically, the Johnnies have just been like, mm. <laughs> he's. He's cool. <laughs> but like, I mean, Gideon and Tybalt. Oh, not Tybalt. <laughs> Gideon and uh, Elspeth are, are usually the, the quote-unquote good white planeswalkers. Right. 
Okay. Uh, so a little sad for Johnny, but maybe maybe we'll get more versions of a Johnny in this set. We have three Chandras. Are we gonna get three Johnnies? I, they said uh, no. Yeah, I think the they confirm no. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they're gonna trick us. <laughs> uh, but maybe they make life gain a thing. That's possible. All right. Let's let's talk about some mythics. We have Cavalier, Cavalier, Cavalier <laughs> <of> Flame, <laughs> two red, 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 <laughs> six, five, creature, elemental knight, one in a red, creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain haste until end of turn. When it enters the battlefield, discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. When it dies, it deals X damage to each opponent and each planeswalker they control, where X is the number of land cards in your graveyard. I think this card's legit. I think... I, I don't know if you guys actually like it. I kind of got the... Maybe I'm the only one that likes this card, but a 6-5 five for 5 is above the curve. You can play it in, like, the top end of some sort of aggressive deck. Play this on 5, turn 6, triple pump to give all your stuff plus 3, plus 0, and maybe win the game. It does something right away, so even if it dies, like worst case you loot away a couple of extra lands that you've been holding on to or whatever which gives you some value right away and then uh, if you build around it or get some lands in your graveyard you're gonna like deal some damage to stuff maybe if you get a lot of lands in your graveyard you can like wrath a board full of planeswalkers which would be pretty sweet I I don't know I think like the combination of legit stats and just like a ton of random abilities might be enough to make this good but triple red that's Seth's gone over the edge. <laughs> it's too much against the odds. It's like, a six five. If you paid five mana and looted like two cards, would you be happy? <laughs> like, <laughs> five mana six five does not now if this thing had haste, we might have an argument, but it does not have haste, right? But for the cost of uh, seven mana, I guess you could get haste on the turn it enters the battlefield. <laughs> but it's gonna it's a five mana six five. Dies to Doomblade and then like deals like two damage. Dies to Doomblade. It's right. It lets you loot a lets you loot a land or two like as it comes in. But you know if you do you have any lands anymore at like five mana? Like I don't I don't know about this. I mean I'm not saying it, it's it definitely busted, needed haste. I it could give itself haste only for two extra mana. Seven mana. <laughs> Like let's let's think about like Hellrider, Hero of Oxid Ridge, or I don't know any dragon like Thundermaw, Storm. Also, what's the Storm, Storm Dragon? Breath. The five man Storm, uh, Storm Breath. Storm Breath Dragon, and then you have this uh, Elemental Knight here. Which one would you rather cast? I mean, it's also you just said Elemental, which we know is a sub theme of the set. Oh. So maybe Chandra pumps it. Yeah, I mean then. <laughs> yes, that it's an eight five. Look, look out, <laughs> look out with your uncommon Chandras. You can play with History of Benalia and then just l- rely on History of Benalia winning the game before you have to cast this card. <laughs> but it what also about- gets pumped by Benalia, so that's even better. Yeah. What about a commander? I think I feel like I feel like Wizards mm. has spent the last year trying to make up for messing up the Lord Windgrace deck. And, like, every set, they're, like, printing cards that they know should have been in the Lord Windgrace deck last year. Because it feels good. It, with the, like, lands in and out of your graveyard theme, you can discard lands, you deal damage for it. Like, do you think it has any potential there? It's no. so much work. <laughs> you, you need to, like, dra- you need to, like, dump your entire deck <laughs> in your graveyard. <laughs> so your your deck normally plays, like, 37-ish lands. So to one-shot someone, you need your, like, entire deck and hope they shock themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I guess... All right, all right. Maybe it's not as good as I hope, but I still think a 6-5 five for 5, that's that's a big body. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is our... Like, you get, like, a 4-mana 5-5 five five in green for, like, uncommon nowadays, like, pretty easily. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, uh. All right. All right, how about... Scheming Symmetry, Black Sorcery. So it's one CMC Sorcery. It's a rare. Choose two target players. Each of them searches your library for a card, then shuffles their library and puts that card on top of it. Please please don't play this fairly. Please. Please, I'm begging you. So Sorcery Speed, Vampiric Tutor Style... Uh, you choose two players. You must choose two players. It's not up so, to you. Okay. <laughs> you must choose two players. Have you ever played Marlin uh, of the Morton song? The, like, 
legendary black three drop that lets each person like not draw and instead they get to tutor each turn. This has the same problem. Like the problem with this card is if you play it fairly, it's a sorcery. So you cast this, you and your opponent both tutor, your opponent gets to use that card first and then they kill you or they make you shuffle your library or something goes horribly wrong with your opponent getting (laughs) the first tutor. So I think this card is just stone unplayable if you're playing it fairly. On the other hand, if you can like play this and then opt the card into your hand immediately or like to fairy to draw the card immediately, then it could be sweet or to fairy to cast this at instant speed. It could be sweet. So I think if you build around it, it can be powerful. Imagine in modern, you like cast this thought scour, mill the emerald you put on the top of your deck and like Gorio's vengeance it. Like there are ways you could make it work, but I don't think you could just play this like a vampiric tutor outside a commander maybe how about field of ruin but that that makes you shuffle shuffle. too (laughs) 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 that's this place silly now don't you all about uh ghost quarter (laughs) (laughs) i mean you could play new jace and then and then plus target them mill them you draw the card wow look at that value wow (laughs) that that's it that's the dream right there going off (laughs) i mean i Actually, I think this is my favorite card we've seen so far. It is Commander Game Changing. Like, how many times have we asked, like, hey, can you tutor? Can you target me with a tutor so I can fish up the answer in my deck? <laughs> well, now you can, provided they go after you, right? Like, and it's two players. You can actually choose two people. So if someone, like, if someone has something, you know, like an enchantment or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, lock piece in, and then, like, a bunch of creatures, you can target two players, player A removes problematic part one, and then player B cleans it up. So I actually really like this for Commander. I think it's game-changing. I think it's really good in Commander, too. Uh, I love political cards like this, and uh, you're, you're very right. This is a card where people are always, like, trying to team up, answer something, and being able to get a little value for yourself for the next turn while also giving the player next to you uh, the ability to wrath or whatever seems really powerful for just a single mana. So I think it's really good in Commander. Outside of that, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's probably, like, literally the best card ever for Two-Headed Giant, where you can target your teammate and yourself, and you, you both get to tutor, but no one plays Two-Headed Giant anymore, so... Really? Oh. I thought that was at least at pre-releases. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if it's if they are doing any pre-release, I would uh, snap this off super quick in your draft or in your sealed pool. You definitely want to play it in Two-Headed Giant. I'm waiting for the ultimate anime betrayals. Like, Seth, can you get a Wrath? Sure. And then you just teeter up greed. a piece yeah. of the game on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it would be yes it would be greed tutor up greed uh, all right uh, oh wait we need to deal with this board i'll just draw a card <laughs> yeah, i could draw into the answer so hold well, on i have the sure thing <laughs> all right next up we have a rare dread presence three and a black so four cmc it's a three three whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control choose one you draw a card and lose one life Dread Presence deals two damage to any target, and you gain two life. I I think this card is pretty decent anyway, but I mostly just want to try to build standard scapeshift and, like, Valica people. If you could get ten lands and have this out and scapeshift into ten swaps, that's 20 damage. That's basically one of the best decks in modern, but in standard, so... Uh, format's format's broken now. Look out. <laughs> Dread Presence Scapeshift. You just need to ramp yourself to 10 lands, okay? Easy. Easy. No worries. <laughs> also, when is... I don't think Scapeshift was the best deck in modern for a minute. <laughs> well, one, it's, it's a legit deck in modern. I guess it best is, deck it is, is probably a deck, not, not yes. true. Uh, I mean, what do you think about this card outside of janky combos that I will play in against the odds? Is this card legitimate just as a value engine? I mean chromatic black right that that's still legal you bring this in against red deck uh yeah and then it just dies to like a lightning strike but whatever <laughs> it, this might be a bad comparison what do you think of uh comparing it to like tireless tracker yeah that's what i was gonna say except this costs four so the dream with tireless tracker is like you play tireless tracker you play a land you crack it you have two clues or a fetch right. land so you could do the same thing with Dread Presence. 
and you draw two cards, but you now it's like better. You don't have to pay the four mana to crack your clues. But, but it's a four mana three three. Yeah, it's a four mana three three. If it was a three mana three three, we might be talking. Yeah, if this were three, I definitely would really like it. Uh, oh, I like it a lot more. I don't even know how, like if I would. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe play it if it were a three mana three three. More likely, I don't think I like it. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think the card's not that great. It's really yeah, it's slow. really slow. It's four mana. I think you need to combo with it. What did return to? What was the black return? What did it do? Finale? No, no, no. <laughs> the uh, uh, the BFZ enchantment. Oh, I think it drained for one, and oh, I can't remember the second option. Did it give something death touch? I don't know. Something. That was one of the worst ones, I think. I remember it drained. This for reminds one. me of these the BFZ things, right? Where you play it and then you just get incremental value, but except it's on a creature, so it's gonna die. I mean, if it sits on the battlefield, it's gonna run away with the game. If you're playing like a mostly swamp or all swamp mana base and you're just like drawing an extra card every turn or shooting something down every turn, I don't know how high the odds are of it sitting on the battlefield, because it does die to basically everything right down to like lightning strike you can do the tireless tracker trick though and like play it as your five drop sort of and like play it and make your land drop right away so you get at least some value but man that's a that's a lot more than three like the difference between four and three is really huge i think as far as like competitive play yeah (laughs) and plus like i play this on four and then if like three fairy bounces this back to my hand it's like okay (laughs) i don't feel great about what i've done so far (laughs) but then you you play it and play your swamp and kill the teferi and get your revenge uh, oh, it, yeah, yeah, deals damage. Not oh, lose life. Yeah. <laughs> that no. doesn't feel great. But all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about the BioBox promo. Rian, Rian, Reen, no idea. Angel of Rebirth, two red, green, and a white. So five CMC Naya colors. Five four, legendary creature Angel flying. Other multicolored creatures you control get plus one plus zero. Whenever another multicolored creature you control dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So, quick rules confirmation. Uh, The way that last ability triggers, is that like Feather, sort of, where it's a delayed trigger? So as long as Rianne or whatever was on the battlefield when the creature dies, it's coming back? Or does it have to remain on the battlefield the whole time, too? Level one judge, uh, crim. level one judge, crim that answer. lapsed and <laughs> barely reads his own cards. Uh, okay, I, I, I think, I think it, all it cares about is that it, it died when uh, Rian was on the board, and then like feather, and then the trigger will happen. Okay, so like if you had this out with a big board and you got wrath, you should get back your non Rian creatures. Essentially, e- maybe I would also <laughs> ask someone that is more. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know either. I think... I don't know. This card seems like one of the better Biobox Probos. It's not Nexus of Fate. Fate. It's not Nexus, but (laughs) compared to, like, some of the six and, like, nine drops we've been getting, this seems a little bit closer to standard playable. We have a lot of multicolored cards. Like, you can build, like, multicolor Naya if you want to and have almost every creature in your deck be Gruul Spellbreakers and whatever, Amaras, and all, like, really good multicolor cards. Yeah, you could even play new Niv-Mizzet. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you add two more colors on this? <laughs> Boom, you're drawing a lot of cards. What do, What do you think about Commander, Richard? Like, is this a popular Commander? I don't know. Do we have a Naya Angel at the moment? I would guess we do, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. This card kind of sucks and it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something positive to say, but I can't think of anything. It has flying. That's pretty positive. I- I think I'm I'm the positive one, Richard's the negative one, and then Krim just cares about Esper cards. Every card is judged through the context of how it works in Esper. No, I I, I am not, because I, I like some other cards that are not in Esper colors. This one is just also a little boring. It's a little boring. I agree with Richard. Let's put it this way. If uh, we were dishing out commanders for Commander Clash, I would be finding some excuse <laughs> of getting out of playing this commander. It is kind of boring. It doesn't do anything. I mean, I would go for. I don't know, and it's you have to have multicolored creatures. It'd be interesting if it was permanent, so you could get back your multicolored 
permanence. I thought you wanted to pump your multicolor like artifacts and stuff. I was like, that doesn't seem that uh, helpful. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like planeswalkers, like if you can get back your planeswalkers and things like that, that'd be cool. But hmm. all yeah. right. Well, I mean, I guess it is a buy a box promo. We yelled at Wizards very loudly about Nexus of Fate, so. Maybe it's good that it's not going to break anything and just, like, a nice little bonus for new players that want a cool angel or a semi, semi, an angel. Let's, let's drop the cool. An angel. The new players that want an angel. <laughs> you know what's cool? That one mana one one angel from Horizons. <laughs> this is an angel. All right. <laughs> let's talk about a legendary sphinx. Adamsis at Atemsis. I can't. All these names are so hard. Yeah. Oh, tell me about all seeing. Adamses, three blue, 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 four, five, flying. Two in a blue. Tap. Draw two cards. Then discard a card. Whenever a teamsis, all seeing <laughs> deals damage to an opponent. You may reveal your hand if cards with at least six different converted mana costs are revealed this way. <laughs> That player loses the game. Uh, I I think this card's hilarious. It is the win moriest of win more cards. You're like, hey, I just got in damage with my big flyer. I have s- at least six cards in hand. You're dead. <laughs> this is this is like a blue phage, the untouchable, right? <laughs> I. I think this seems like a really fun against odds card. Like the, I, the problem is, I don't know if there's really any way to build around, uh, like the six different converted mana cost things in your hand other than just like playing a solid curve and drawing as many cards as possible. I don't know if there's really any trick to pulling that you, off. You don't want to play a solid curve. If you play a solid curve, it'll be really hard to have six different A bad, cards yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, a, a curve with a, a varied curve with a bunch Seth. of different converted mana costs. Mono blue Tron. You play this. <laughs> For some odd reason, you chose not to cast your Karns and all these other things because you wanted to show people you still had all of these. <laughs> I actually I actually think this is fun for Commander, though. Like, this is a card in a Commander game. I, If my opponent had at least six cards in hand, I would be petrified. Like, I would know in the back of my head, like, odds of them having six different converted mana costs are pretty low, but... No one's going to want to take a hit from this, <laughs> just on the off chance that they could randomly lose the game. And it's not its not combat damage. So if you want to go deep, you can, like, I don't know, put a sorcerer's wand on it or something and try to ping people <laughs> into the win. What's that card that returns a card of each CMC from your graveyard to your hand? Oh, uh, oh Seasons, seasons Past. Combo. It's yeah. a combo. So I think you need to do, like... Like, that would be, a, like, a non-janky way of using this. Like, you could draw your whole deck, but if you drew your whole deck, like, did you really need this card to win the game? But drawing your whole deck would be another way to make sure this thing triggers. Seasons pass. Um, I don't play a lot of delve cards? I, I don't know. The split cards. <laughs> the split cards help, too. Like, that's another way you can Ooh, have cards. expensive cards that or cheap cards that technically have high converted mana costs. Yeah. It's fun. I don't think it'll ever see play anywhere. But as far as I like, wish you won the game though. You don't even win the game. You just make the other <laughs> yeah, one lose. You got your so in commander, this, you, you would actually all this work and kill one person. <laughs> I mean in in two player, like making oh, yeah. the opponent lose is pretty much the same as right. winning. Right, right, right. But in multiplayer, Maybe more what if they like Angel's Grace or I don't know, what what's a card that doesn't let you lose the game oh, that turn? Yeah. Teferi's <laughs> protection. Mm. <laughs> what, what if you take the hit for some reason just for fun and then on make them have it I, I, I would take the yeah, hit you, you I would take the hit protection. every time make them have it it does tap to draw cards like three mana to essentially like chart a course that's that's a fail it, it should three mana divination <laughs> yeah I guess it's a, it's a it is a like six mana four or five flying that may be too strong but the, it's weird. Does this also feel like intro pack rarity to you? Yeah. Or is it better than that? Like, it's a core set. I think it's the best. It's the best one we've seen so far. <laughs> like, it's bad, but at least it's fun and unique. I, Whereas, 
Rianne is just like, I don't know. I don't like it. This one, at least you have some fun against the odds style deck you could try to build to do something interesting with. Yeah, that's true. I really like this card because I just love alternate win conditions like that. But as far as like seeing, like you're the you're the Asperg guy, Krim. This is in your wheelhouse. Is this going to be your finisher once Teferi rotates? Are you going to be the same people? <laughs> Uh-huh. Good thing I have attempts this for to replace Teferi. <laughs> it's, it's about the same power level. This also gets bounced by three fairy. <laughs> it just feels so terrible. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, to answer you, no, this is this is not going to my deck. I can see oh. me trying to meme around with it though. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where this fits. A good against odds card, a good meme card, probably not a tournament card. Mono blue tron, once again, Seth against the odds make it happen <laughs> oh this triple blue cost no problem <laughs> alright that's all the cards we want to talk about there are a ton of cards spoiler season this time around is just five days according to the, the wizards article so we're getting tons of cards every day so make sure to check out mtgpreviews.com for all the latest previews from M20 so we're going to jump into fish mail in just a minute. But before we do, uh, real quick, we have a Mythic Championship coming up this weekend. Mythic Championship 3 happening in Las Vegas. Vegas and uh, kind of a unique pro tour or Mythic Championship. It's actually structured uh, and set up a lot more like the Mythic Invitational than a traditional Pro Tour as far as like how they're doing the formats and like the round robin double elimination type stuff, having uh, some invites going to streamers to go along with MPL and some arena qualifiers. So uh, what do you guys think about Mythic Championship 3? Are you hyped for this tournament? Uh, what are you looking for? What's your feelings on MC3? Uh, I- I'm excited to watch it. Uh, at least because I mean the 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 casting team is pretty solid. Uh, it's the the same casting team pretty much from uh, the Mythic Invitational, uh, and I I'm I'm just excited to see the production again, like and see everything that they're gonna put into this big event. Yeah, I have a bad feeling. So I I'm very excited about the production, uh, the players, and the casters. What I'm not excited about is the timing of this event. Right, it's on the tail end of standard. It's not after a set release. We're seeing the same best of three standard that we haven't really talked about in like a month or two. Like people, you know, people don't care about standard at the moment, right? They're hyped on Modern Horizons and then the new Core Set 2020. So I don't, I don't know, right? I, I I'm excited to see Mythic Invitational style events, but this timing is weird. And calling it a pro tour, like a mythic championship, is a bit weird. Like, I don't understand how it fits into all of this. But the tournament itself would have been sweet if it featured, say, Modern Horizons, or if it was right after the release of Corset 2020. But I think I just don't want to see War of the Spark standard at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place. I, I'm just... <sighs> I'm sure the production's going to be great, the players are going to be great, all that, but I'm kind of just in a modern mood because of Modern Horizons. I haven't been playing much standard since Modern Horizons came out. We're, like, heading towards rotation. The new set's not going to be out. So, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not super hyped for watching a weekend worth of standard at this point in time. So, the timing strikes me as weird. I'm sure the production's going to be awesome, though. So, uh, that part is cool. But, yeah. I, I miss the old days where it was, like, release a set and then a couple weeks later have a standard pro tour. I was always super hyped for those. But now, like... Even, like, in general on Twitch right now, like, Standard's just not interesting. People aren't really excited to watch Standard. Like, the Standard streams are kind of... Numbers aren't high. It's summertime. Other stuff's going on. So it seems like less than ideal timing to have a Standard Pro Tour. Yeah, and I wish they tied it to at least uh, an event. Like, you know, how they tied it to PAX East previously... Uh, now it's just kind of like a, an actual pro tour where it's a, it's a standalone event, uh, which makes it less exciting. Part of the hype of being at PAX East was uh, all of the ambient crowd noise and all of that. So we'll see how it goes, but at least it's it's best of three double limb. Is that I right? believe, yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Like round robin double elimination type thing. 
I I am interested in seeing more double elimination magic. I think it's a pretty interesting format, and it like every match is basically a winning in. <laughs> like you, you can't you have nothing to give. Uh, you know, as you're going through the brackets, you have only one match to lose, which makes it interesting. So we'll, we'll see. How Th- this it goes. is also we'll get like if like you're winning through the MPL, you're automatically into day two, right? Uh, yes, four MPL players get buys into day two. I'm kind of excited excited to see what 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 happens with that too. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess it's good that there's an award, but I think in I don't know. It's a pro tour. It's only sixty some people, so maybe it doesn't matter. But I think like in general, the community is like not super happy about buys because it feels like unfair that random pro gets to like take the first three rounds off and count them as wins. And buying a day two at a Mythic Championship, that's a massive buy, but uh, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. And yeah. I guess there should be some reward for uh, doing well in the MPL matches. Correct. Because, like, I mean, like, that's that's something that, <laughs> that... That's one of the few rewards that we do know about if you do well in the MPL, right? Like, and, like, obviously being, like, invited back, hopefully. All right. Here, here's the real check, whether it's a real pro tour or not. Okay. One, you list a player's resume, and they say, you know, we had this many Grand Prix top eights and this many uh, Mythic Championship top eights. If you top eight this event, does it count? Yeah, you get you get uh, Mythic points. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it counts. Like, I, I yeah, it should yeah. count, right? But it's only a 64 player tournament as opposed to what a regular Pro Tour would be. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a unique setup. It feels, apart from the name, it feels very similar to the Mythic Invitational, like as far as the setup and stuff. So I, I kind of wish they had just called it a Mythic Invitational, like structure-wise and player-wise. It's so similar that I, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of like burnt out on organized play at this point with it being so like confusing and not really understanding what's happening so i don't know i don't know about organized play in general right now mythic organized play tournament one (laughs) (laughs) one (laughs) just go to your (laughs) why does everything have to be mythic you get mythic points you go to mythic qualifiers mythic qualifier weekends like i like there's just too many mythic words they could have found a second word to describe things. <laughs> you just stuck with Pro Tour. That worked for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Fish Mail. So if you have questions, send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag MDGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. River Birdman. Quick question about fall rotation in Modern. Do you think Wizards is going to abandon Modern for a new arena-friendly eternal format in the fall? They abandoned Extended before, so it doesn't seem that far-fetched. Uh, no. I mean, eventually, perhaps, but this fall, I think, I think the chances of that are pretty close to zero. Yeah, Modern's still pretty much pretty popular, right? Like, I mean, like, it's a super popular format. Yeah, I mean, I think we will have a new format on Arena at Rotation. I They reconfirmed that during their live stream last week, that there will be Standard Plus or whatever, but at this point, I don't think it's a modern replacement. Yeah, I don't think they'll replace modern anytime soon. The, the question to me is like, say three, four years down the line, uh, when both formats are pretty established, like, do they prioritize one in the way that they prioritize modern over legacy? Uh, but you know they they'll never come out and say yeah today legacy is dead <laughs> or today modern is dead. They'll ne- I don't think they'll ever do that. Um, v Thorsby Arena is pretty brutal these days. What are good budget best of three decks? Uh, budget is the problem. Uh, I think I think like I guess mono mono red or you could try mono blue again. Like I, I still run into mono blue on the ladder every now and then it like absurdly like rolls me because my deck is super not trying to like play against like a million spell pierces. <laughs> so yeah, this is not a great standard for budget. Yeah. Alright. Empty car. Enjoy your discussion of what's fair slash unfair. Got me thinking anything that could be disrupted by Lavinia or Containment Priest is unfair. Can you define a deck as unfair if it's possible to hate it out? Yes, because hmm. I would still say, like, Dredge, though you can technically hate it out, whatever, is unfair. But you can hate out... 
If you come with like eight wraths, you're hating out every creature deck, right? Eight, and- eight rack? No, eight oh, rack. Oh, eight I was like, eight yeah. rack? Hold on. <laughs> I don't think you're hating out anything <laughs> except for like maybe control players. <laughs> Me? Like if you have four pyroclasms, four wrath of gods or whatever. Pyroclasms, right? like, no creature deck Richard, is hold on. That hasn't you. been a wrath in a million years. Hold on. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure you cash like the little go wides and then the big, you know, the big decks. So I don't know. I think it's it's a fairly complicated topic. We never got a conclusion, and then based on the comments from the podcast and stuff, people are all over the place on this fair unfair business. <laughs> yep, fair magic is one of the <laughs> most gray area terms you could also probably. <laughs> oh, just. Just Tarmogoyf, <laughs> waiting for the days he becomes unfair. <laughs> T- Tarmogoyf is fair. <laughs> Tarmogoyf is too fair, actually. Ah, uh, did you read some of the old posts about Tarmogoyf? Remember when Tarmogoyf was still good? People were like, oh, this card. <laughs> this yeah. card's unbelievably uh, broken. <laughs> back, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Philip Favlak. <laughs> the Asian Avenger. What do you think of Vesperlark in the side of Bant Infect? Get back your Blighted Agent for basically the same price you would have paid for him. You know, <laughs> that that is very, very interesting. But at the same time, like, what do you cut from the deck, right? Like, that, that's, that's been the... The issue. I've been to trying vary. to spice it up. Okay, we don't cut that. Okay, <laughs> then there's no reason to go banned, right? Like, that's the whole reason why you go banned. <laughs> plus, you already know Teferi plus Infect is just like, I win now, right? Because you're not doing anything. <laughs> but but I do not like uh, the idea of what... Well, like, the list is so tight. I'm not cutting any more pump spells. Uh, we, I, I don't think we need it, really. Because you have... <laughs> Outside of Wrath Effects, right? You have Spell Skites and you have your eight protection spells. You only need to get up to ten. I think hopefully you can you can stick something. Like I I, I don't think it's worth personally. If you wanted to do that, un, uh, Unearth might be a more efficient option too. Like it doesn't necessarily work in Bant, but there's been some Sultai Infect decks running around a little bit. Plague Stinger. So if you really are interested in getting back creatures, that might be. A little bit uh, more efficient is a way to go. Yeah, if you, but that that once again, yeah, that would require you to go into Sultai, and I I don't know, I don't I don't really like the idea of Sultai. I mean, like it it was nice like having like discard spells out of your infect deck. I thought that was interesting, but I don't know if it's worth. I like Bant more. All right, next question: Urza's Takaria <laughs> would a spell pierce for creatures be any good? I wish I could do that, Krim. Yes. Would you play a spell pierce yes, for creatures? I would play four of those. <laughs> <laughs> would you really though? Actually, hold on. I wouldn't play any counter. What, what if you're playing right against now? a creatureless deck? <laughs> too many two fairies. Yeah, too many three fairies. <laughs> I got. I got to respect that card too much. I think a general would be a very good card though. Yeah, it might. It might even be. I don't know if they print that like a one mana creature counter. Well, Wizard unless they pay too. Okay with... Unless they pay too. Yeah, <laughs> Wizard seems like to be more efficient with hating on like non-creatures than creatures so i i would actually be surprised if we saw a creature spell peers i mean there's quench that's two mana <laughs> that's true <laughs> but that's the difference between one and two <laughs> is is yeah pretty pretty is a bit it's pretty major <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> after that last fishmail question, apparently Richard uh, lost power, so he is gone. And the good news is that was our last fishmail for the week anyway. So, we are going to wrap things up for today. If you want to get in fishmail for next week, uh, send them to us, hashtag them, MTGFishmail, and we'd love to answer them for you. So, uh, yeah, until next week, uh, thanks for listening. Krim, thanks for hanging out. Richard, wherever you are with no power, th- thank you as well for hanging out. We'll be back next week. We should have pretty much the entire set, of course, at 2020 to talk about. So, until then, have a wonderful week, and this is the crew signing out. Yeah.